Yeah, them bitches don't give out too much energy. Ain't, ain't nah, no yeah, I got the same joints. We be doing like little self tape auditions on and shit. Yeah, dog, we got. Dog, I got you. How you got into that, bro? But yeah, man, it was. Man, it just can't. <laughs> it fell in your lap, or it was something Not you just really, woke up man. and thought about? Not really. Like that shit really started in college, bro. Like, yeah, um, yeah that shit really started in college. Like, uh, you know, I was playing football and shit in college, mm-hmm. and I never really, I ain't want to homework. Cause I used to tell people, I'm in, I'm in school to play football. Like, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? That's That was the thing. <laughs> so I took a bunch of theater classes, drama classes. Just some know, shit to get by? Some shit, I, some shit I knew I wasn't going to take home. Yeah. Right? Like, all I got to do is show up, which really, I ain't do that either for the most part. But, like, theater and drama, I was like, all right, it's going to be a lot of women in these classes, and I ain't going to no homework. So I ended up taking theater and drama for, like, Damn near all four years of college. But, like, you know, I didn't want to be in there and, and people look at me like I ain't got no talent. So I was, you know, taking it not super serious, but serious yeah. enough to where I was really learning something. And then, like, after that, so that was, like, my base. And then once I finished playing football in, like, 2014, 2015, I was like, man, let me try this acting thing again. That was out in Atlanta. Trained for, like, a year. Ain't nothing really pop off. You went to the combine first, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that was in 14, 14. What happened at the combine? You had uh, got drafted to uh, Tennessee? No, no, I didn't, I didn't get drafted. I didn't get drafted. Uh, so what happened was my first year in 2013, that's when I came out, but I got arrested for a DUI, mm-hmm. and that kind of that got suspended for the season. So when I went to the joint in 13, I was out of shape. Like, I was fat, like, man, slow, like. It was bad, bro. Well, like, that don't even sound like you, dog. I, nah, look, man, it was bad, bro. I couldn't jump. I was weak. Like, it's cause, like, you know, after I had got suspended, like, you know, hit that, hit that depression. I wouldn't call it super depression, but I wasn't in a bad spot. So, like, when I show, and I would always been talented, so I was like, I just show up, like, and I'm yeah. still gonna be cool, bro. I remember when you first moved to Germany. We all was on like even playing fields. I moved to Germany in like '97. So I had been there for a while before yeah. you got there. You got there, I think we was in sixth grade. No, nah, I got there eighth grade. No, 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 no. I left seventh grade. So you had to have got there sixth seven, grade. Seventh grade. Oh, and seventh no, grade. I know then? for a fact, sixth grade, I was in Georgia. Okay, okay. Seventh so grade. Seventh grade. Seven grade. So, bro, before you came, we all was like even playing field. I remember I weighed 90 pounds because they wouldn't let me play flag football sixth grade, but they let me play seventh grade. Yeah, you came there. We all was even, bro. Like, shit, I ain't going to lie. I probably was like. In our grade, I probably was like the second best basketball player, maybe the best. When you got there, nigga, you was in seventh grade dunking. I was like, dog, I remember your first day of school, bro. You was on one end of the court by yourself. We all was on the other end. Remember, we used to play that 30 yeah, on 30 yeah, shit. Yeah, the and I was like, y'all, y'all see this nigga dunking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, you was twice our size, bro. Man, look, I remember Jeremy. I was like, man, I was like, man, I, they going to turn up out here and hooping. Because, you know, when you're young, you don't really know if you're nice or not. Yeah. Like, so I was like, New school, I don't know if I'm nice. I was like, man, look, I mean, I got it. No <laughs> key, I went to Germany. I was like, I got it, bro. You was twice everybody's size, was, so you had man. to have been the I best. Was. I was telling people, man, I was like seventh grade. I was like one seventy five, bro. Yeah, you was big as like a motherfucker. One, I was like one eighty in seventh grade. I was telling people like, oh, when I touched high school, like ninth grade, I was two hundred five. Bro, the funny thing too, then so the next year I moved out here. I went to school out here in Columbia County, and um, when I got to school. It was like shit. I was better than everybody at that school, and I was telling them, I was like, "Boy, y'all think y'all think I'm something, nigga? I just came from a place where a nigga was in seventh grade dunking, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga was built like like a building, Man, nigga, that's boy. My, that's my only regret, bro. I stopped hooping in high school. 
Yeah. I played my sophomore year and like my junior year, I ain't really play. I ain't played all my senior year. I was like, man, I should have kept playing basketball. Shit was wild as hell when you uh when you got to high school in Germany, wasn't it? Nah, yeah, yeah. I mean in Germany I turned up like in yeah. high school, like I, I led a team in scoring basketball, football, I went crazy, track out like second in the country, like the whole Europe. Uh-huh. I lost to some dude, some senior. He ended up going to Texas A and M too. Uh, he was super but like They had some athletes in Germany though. Nah, nah, that shit, some, that shit was shocking. It was some joint. But like when I got to I went to Arizona after Germany. Mm-hmm. Like and that school had like five thousand people. Yeah, the so, West Coast school. Man, wow, so I, pull, I pulled up there and like everybody, you know. So this, now they got a varsity JV freshman and it's like a hundred people on each team. Like we got our running backs, we got our point guards. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, let me see what I can do. So now I'm really in go mode, man. I, t- I turned that shit up too though. So yeah, super turned up. Super turned up. So what school you end up going to after high school? UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I think I talked to you. Here, Your parents moved in the same neighborhood. My mom, my mom had a house in yep. out here. They, yeah, they moved while I was in, when I was in college. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. I remember you talked to me and you were telling me you were like, uh, we was talking about Reggie Bush and shit, yeah, and you yeah. was like, boy, if only you knew how much got down, how much uh, the crazy ass scandals they be having in college, how much they be paying niggas. Man, look, and then I got involved in one. I ain't gonna say too much because you know I still yeah, love my yeah, school. Yeah, I already but, know. I already know. Uh, man, listen. <laughs> coming out to say coming out of high school, like people's coming with the bag. Yeah. Like, you know, offer you people houses and cars. Luckily, like, I had my, my people, they didn't really need no jobs. You know, they've been in the military. So, it, at this point, my dad was in the military 20 plus years. So. Yeah, so it was just all about sports. Right, him offering a job and stuff. Like, you know, I still took some bread, like, on business. But, like, they coming with a sack, like, <laughs> sack, like. Bro, was that shit hard to turn down, though? Turn what turn what down? <laughs> I'm talking about anything. I didn't turn. I took everything I could. <laughs> everything I could. What, bro? Like, these colleges really don't care about you, man. I was lucky, like, Carolina, like, when we got caught up, man, I had a good coach, Butch Davis. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. He, uh, at FIU right now. He looked out, man. He just, like, you know, once I got uh, kicked out of school, it was like a, a suspension, and uh, I had to go to Juco for like a year, basically, and I was gonna go back to Carolina, but he called me. I was in Juco, like, man, it's about to go down. Like, yeah, you took it to the next level at Juco, though, then. Oh, no, nah, I was all American at Juco. Yeah. yeah, I went crazy. Led the nation in Russian for the. Eight games I played, and I just sat out after that. Uh, but he called me, he was like, don't come back. He was yeah. like, it's about to go down. Like, you talking about that UNC? Yeah, he was like, it's about to go down. I was like, all right, man. So, bro, without you going into too much detail, like, what was the situation at UNC? I mean, I mean, most of it's already over, but, like, essentially certain people were taking money. Uh, mm-hmm. There was certain, um, you know, typical stuff, uh, academic stuff as well, but, like, basically – when that went down, the president of the school got fired, the chancellor, the athletic director got fired, head coach gone. Like, uh, basically, one of our assistant coaches um, was an agent too, mm. an NFL agent. Okay, okay. Which is super illegal. So they were double uh, dipping like a mug. Right, right. And then I think also what brought a lot of attention to Carolina was we had a lot of savages go there in like a three year period. Like, so basketball <laughs> it ain't crazy if they got a bunch of all Americans go there. Yeah. But like football, it was a little like this new coach get here, and all of a sudden. Um, you know, like, okay, you get four or five All-Americans the first year, he get another seven to eight the next year, now he get nine, ten. Like, UNC? Like, what's like what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I think that raised a lot of eyebrows. And then we was nice. Like, we was nice. Like, uh, super nice. I mean, at every position. But, like, that suspension hurt. Because like, when we got suspended, we had, I think, 38 players suspended. And we played LSU um, when they were super nice, like Odell and them. And we lost 36 players gone, like 20 starters. 
Damn. And we lost on the last play because of a drop pass in the end zone. That's how deep we were. Like, it was it was crazy, bro. And college, man, like, I tell people, man, like, I shouldn't be, like, take get the bread while you can, man. Like, just take that. They got to pay these dudes. Cause, like, I think so, too, dog. It's like, college, in college. players got to get paid. In college, like, we can't work. That's the thing. Like, we can't work and we and can't. And our schedule full as And hell. our schedule is crazy. So, it's like, and I'm not saying we need to be making 150 k a year, like. I'm not saying nothing like that, but in college, if I would have got an extra fifteen hundred a month, I would have been great, like great, like another band a month, I would have been perfect. Yeah. Like, see, that's what I think. I think everybody like, should get a thousand dollars a month. Bro. Well, we we get a per diem already, but what they don't take into account is like some of these dudes was married in college, mm-hmm. right? You know, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. Sometimes like they got kids, they married, and we getting like seven hundred dollars a month. Like people got to pay rent. Now, if you if you live off campus, you'll get like a little housing check. But like after you pay rent, bills, cell phone, gas, like you get like one hundred fifty dollars. Like so, you know. And then they got stuff to try to help Pell Grant. But like, man, I think if they gave everybody really like twenty five hundred. Nah, the worst part is how much money the uh, the athletes bring to school. That's the thing, yeah. right? Also, they need to give everybody a base. But like, if if I'm Cam Newton in Auburn, I should be able to make money off my jerseys. I'm not Damn saying, right. Even in NFL, you don't make 100% of your jersey sales, but like I need a percentage. Like cut, Something. cut my check, right? That number yeah. two ain't selling just because it's number two. It's selling because I'm wearing it. Yeah. So stuff like that is a way to – and then people always talk about fairness. Like life ain't fair. Like, And, and why are we worried, so worried about fairness so much in college sports and we don't worry about it nowhere else? If life was fair, we'd all play the same amount on the team. Like we'd all have five minutes a game. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, the worst excuse I hate is when motherfuckers be like, uh, well, they go to school for free. <laughs> Give me my check, <laughs> ain't it? Give me my check, like right, like this this free school, like great. Guess that's that's a great benefit. Every school want to let you go to school for free, right? Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, if they said, "Yo, you want free school? Or do you want to just keep playing football?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the education is cool and degree is you know necessary. Yeah. Like you know, take advantage of what you got. Like if you're going to school for free, go ahead and go to, go and graduate. But at the end of the day, give me my check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that degree is not the equivalent to what this football team is bringing in. Then on top of that, like, you're not going to go to school for engineering when you when you, you play ball. I was an engineering major. Oh, you were? Yeah. I, but first of all, I want to say this before I, I got to hear flexing. I wasn't going to class. Like, before we, <laughs> go before ahead I, and keep that shit right, real. Before later. we keep flexing. I was smart enough to do it. But at the same time, even if I really was committed, like, it, it conflicted with football schedule. Uh-huh. And first of all, I wouldn't want to. And no coach is going to hear me be like, yo, I can't. I can't practice on Wednesdays. I got night class. Like, excuse me, what you come here to do? <laughs> Our coach used to tell us school first, football second, mm-hmm. just like that. So it's like, come on, man. But nah, I ain't go to class. So, but I mean, but how could you be an engineer major and you got to go to football practice we, every look, day and weightlifting we every day? We had dude. I mean, it can be done. I want to put it out that way. Mm-hmm. It can be done. I wasn't about to do it. How though? Like, like, how could it be done? Um, it's a lot. I, of, I just can't imagine it. No, it's a lot. It's only twenty four I mean, hours a lot of day. guys. Okay, I'll put it this way: when I went to uh, Northern Illinois, that's where I finished up college at. Mm-hmm. Right, it was a different mindset at UNC. We had a lot of dudes where I would say ninety percent of the scholarship people was like, "I'm here to go to the league." Period. Like, that's the only reason I pulled up. Like, I, I'm trying to go to the league. NIU. It was a situation where a lot of dudes were overlooked. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they they were guys people weren't really paying a lot of attention to. wasn't all American. Nice, they had game, you know, but like, so the mindset was different. A lot of those dudes were like, "All right, I need to make sure I take full advantage of 
this free education. So a lot of those guys at NIU, they had real plans, like post-football, outside of let me hit the league. So for them, it was like if they hit the league, great. Yeah. But if they don't. That's a bonus. <laughs> but if they don't, they got a plan. So it was a different mindset. So at NIU, we had those dudes who, instead of like me, where I was like engineering, six practice, all right, cool, whatever, on to the next. They would be like, hey, all right, let's, let me figure out. I can't make this 6 p.m. Wednesday class, but is there something else I can do to supplement? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they were they would be like, nah, I need this. Like, what can we do? They'll go to the coach, like, Coach, look, you know, can we, you know, maybe I'll leave early on this one day, I'll come make it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where I was like, oh, cool. all right, what's, what I can what can I graduate in sociology? But like, <laughs> that's everybody go to sociology right, social communica- sports and, medicine. And communications. Sports management, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah communication so like, also. Uh, that's how it was. And I wasn't in like I was so immature in college, man. Like I really was just there. To play play ball and and talk to women like fuck old like that was that was it like I'm here for, like that was I it. remember seeing you on social media and you was and you was open about that shit too you were like boy I'm here to play ball and fuck with these hoes boy fuck it, that I shit. mean like hindsight probably not the best choice of words because <laughs> like Twitter got me in so much trouble in school man like that's how our investigation started off Twitter in Carolina like why like, Twitter though uh one of our players tweeted Rick Ross lyrics. And, like, he was living the lyrics at the time. So, it was just lyrics, but he was really, you know, on a yacht with, like, you know, with, with, yeah. with the shorty. So, it's like, but, like, man, yeah. It was yeah. like. That's a wild way to get caught, though. Man. And then we had other players from other teams snitch, too. I ain't going to get into that. I ain't going to drop no names, man. I'm just let them have their happy NFL careers. But Oh, they in the league now? Oh, listen. First of all, I'm one of the few who ain't in the league, like, or who ain't really get a long career from that squad. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember what's his name, the receiver. He was on your team, wasn't he? Well, we had a couple of them. The Hakeem receiver Nicks. that played for the Yep, played Hakeem, for the uh, for Giants. Nicks had game. He went Greg Little went to the league. Dwight Jones went to the league. Brooks Foster went to the league. Man, we had a lot of receivers go to the league. Mm-hmm. A lot of nice dudes, man. But yeah, man. Like it was just so it was so crazy, man. College was so crazy. Like I So what you did after college? Man, after college, like I said, after the DUI, I was just so out of shape, went, embarrassed myself at the uh Pro Day Combine <laughs> joint. And then I was like, man. What was your weight? Man, my weight wasn't even that crazy. Like, it was it was like 245, mm-hmm. which is around what I, but it was just, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a tight Yeah, shoe. you was just out of shape. Yeah, it was like I had like a dad body. A lot of body belly. fat and yeah, shit. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah. It was ugly. I might have been 250. Either way, it was bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. It was ugly, man. Like, I was slow. I ran like a 48. Like, was you embarrassed or you, you just was like, eh? Fuck I was it. embarrassed, man. Like, I, went, I was trying to act like it was cool, but I was embarrassed. Yeah, I, I already know because you always took sports. Right, I ain't I never, I ain't never felt felt or looked like that. Especially it's just like, like I've always woke up and had it, and I've been working hard, but like you know, it's just like when you stop working and then you really gotta go do it. It's kind of mm-hmm. so. I, I took that whole year, man, and uh, just uh, my parents was in Kansas at the time for the military, so I went to Kansas and just got right back physically. Got a, I got a real agent because I had an agent early, and he kind of. He kind of messed me up, but you know my second agent did too. But that's a, but like so I ended up getting right, man, and went back the next year after training in Chicago, um, for like like this twelve week basically like boot camp, like mm-hmm. up at four or five a.m. Get it in, so I ended up training up there, and them dudes really got me right. They got me feeling like myself. Went back, turned shit up, looked like my old self. I think I still weighed like two forty five, but I was back running four five, you know, benching two twenty five thirty times. Yeah, you was in shape. Though. Right, I was back. I was back to myself and went out there, felt good, bouncing around. Mm-hmm. But then my agent, uh, so the week I need to get the calls, my agent ended up going to uh, rehab. 
for what? I don't know, man. <laughs> Bro, how important is an agent, though? In football, in basketball, not so much. In basketball, if you got a game, uh, a coach can walk into the gym and be like, yo, I want you to come try for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Football, they got to go through your agent. And right? why is that, though? <laughs> That's just yo, how it go. Yo, guess good as mine. Like, yeah. I have no idea. So my agent, without an agent, they got no way to contact me. Uh huh. So I know I had an old coach for the Jets. Uh, he was hitting me, and he and you know he not gonna risk his job so I can get a tryout. But you know he was hitting me as much as he could within the rules of like, yo, like what, you know what's going on. I finally talked to him a couple of years later. He's like, man, we wanted you. We just like we figured you know you signed somewhere else because you know your agent ain't ain't pick up the phone. And found out he in rehab. He he complaining about divorce. My agent called my parents for money. Damn. My agent. Yeah, that's the crazy. The man who uh, I'm supposed to go to for money mm-hmm. called my called my parents for money. That's crazy. So I'm just like, man. And at that point, I was like, all right, I'm gonna just keep turning up workouts, which I did. And I had some stuff pop off, but like, if it wasn't the league, I really wasn't like you know trying to trying to play with it. Like Canada was cool. And I turned up some workouts, but the counter politics is even weirder than the NFL. And I was like, man, like, I'm good. So how'd you get at Tennessee, though? I was at workout. Oh, okay. You was just working out with them? Yeah, just a workout. Um, but yeah. Um, after that, man, I was tried the 9 to 5 life. And uh, that, man, I, I did that for about two years. You were selling cars, right? Yeah, I, well, I was just selling mattresses first. Okay. Mattresses? What got Mattress. you into selling mattresses? Application, <laughs> <laughs> wherever was hiring, right, right. they was hiring. And I they, that shit they was hiring right. with benefits. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was selling cars with BMW for a good little minute, um, and then my boss called me in. And he was like, "Man, look, you know, you really good at selling cars." He was like, "We had a dude named Peter that worked for us. Mm-hmm. He like the top salesman every year, making good money. You know, selling a lot of cars, but you know I mean." Good dude, but I, I mean nobody. I'm trying. I'm looking up to. Yeah, you know what I mean, good. Oh, dude. I know how that shit go. So, but 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 they thank you, dude. Right. So he called me, and my boss called me, and he was like, "Man, look, you, you gotta take this a little more serious." He's like, "Man, you know, five six years, you could be Peter." I quit the next day. My I, nigga, I quit. I was, I was like, "Cool, I'm out, bro." Bro, a lot of people don't understand I'm that out, a nine to five. Whenever you're somebody that's real goal oriented, a nine to five will be the death of you, bro. bro I was miserable, bro. I had, I was like, I'd say that's one of the first times in my like only thing that really kept me out of like real depression is I had my daughter. Yeah. Like, and then that's that was even like hit or miss because she's in Chicago, so that was kind of like FaceTime her was dope, but at the same time I wasn't really there. What was it that had you down? Was it the job, the, the actual job? job? Yeah. In the city. Uh huh. Like Augusta uh, uh, sucked the life out you, boy. Like, <laughs> and, and you know, like Atlanta, if you got a nine to five, you can get off, and there's a lot of shit to do. Yeah, a lot of people to see, like a lot of different events. Even if you ain't trying to turn up, like you can go chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know spaces. what you mean. Augusta ain't like that, so like I trust here, me, like, I spent half my life in Augusta. Like, I know people what you say mean. the trap, like this is what they mean, like the trap, like you get a nine to five, and then it's like you just stuck. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You can be Peter." I'm good, bro. I'll just go struggle somewhere else. Man, bro, let me tell you a funny story. My homeboy, actually my homeboy who house we at right now, he sells cars. Where you selling them at? He sells them at Milton Rubin. Okay. So, he uh, yeah, he used to work at Gerald Jones Honda. We went, uh, I went to Gerald Jones Honda because I had just, uh, I had just gotten into my cleaning business. I needed another car because I had a Camaro. I had a little gray Camaro. I couldn't fit shit in it. So I was like, all right, instead of getting a van and shit, I'm just going to get a little small car. I had got a little Nissan Versa. All right, the car was fucked up. I'm talking about all the way fucked up. Transmission, <laughs> engine, everything. And it's only a three-year-old a three car. 
fucked up. So we went up there so I can get my money back. Bro, we get into the office, dog. I kid you not. That man, a white man too, looked my homeboy in his face and was like, uh, you need to be more stern and stand on the shit that you say and the shit you believe in. If, if, if you don't get your shit together, you'll never be a man like me. Bruh, I looked at my homeboy and I just was like, nigga, you just gonna sit here and listen to this white man tell you this shit? Yeah, it's tough, man. That that I'm trying to be politically correct now because I'm starting my own company, but like, it, it's it's like when people get that position of power, and I get it, right? Yeah. You gotta be stern with some people. You can't let shit slide. Yeah, once yeah, you yeah. put your name up, but at the same time, it's like, not for me. Yeah, exactly. Not for and me. then it's like, dog, who the fuck said I want to be like you? <laughs> That's the thing, bro. You don't live the life I want to live. Right. This ain't it, bro. This a means to end. Like my nigga, you work sixty five hours a week and you go on vacation twice a year and you think you're living good. And that's why, like, man, when I was working nine to fives, and like, I'm not knocking nobody, but I realized it was a career for them. Uh huh. So you ain't want to waste nobody's time. There's no way I'm matching their passion or their intensity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just ain't gonna happen. Like, this ain't a career for me, man. Like. It's just a job to get you by. Let me tell you how miserable. Like I said, I moved to L.A. with no plan. L.A., bro. Probably L.A., New York, two most expensive cities to live in with no plan. So, bro, how'd you go from being in Augusta working this job? You don't, you don't want to work. You just quit cold turkey and cold just turkey, literally. flew straight to L.A. What, let me tell you exactly what happened. He told me you can be like uh, you can be like Peter, right? I ain't quit right then and there, but same day, my homeboy, Zach Brown, played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out ZB, number 51. Um. I went to Carolina with him. He mm-hmm. called me like, bro, pull up to Miami. I was like, for what? He was like, just pull up. I was like, all right. Yeah. All right, I pulled up to Miami, called off the next day. I was like, man, I ain't making him sick. Me and Miami turning up. He <laughs> said, I called off, had I'm to. sick. Had to. Had to. <laughs> I would have did the same no, shit. I had to. Because they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> and it's commission, so it's like, you know, more money for everybody else. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in Miami. I'm turning up. Zach, he was like, man, what's going on? What you, what you doing? I was like, man, I'm selling cars, bro. This shit terrible. Like, he's like, man, just come to D.C. Train me. Like, you know, I look out. I take care of you. Just be my trainer. Like, you know, pull up. I was like, you say word, because I like, I quit today. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, man. Like, just do it. Like, I know you know what you're doing. I was like, I bet. Quit. Called call him next. Yo, I ain't make it. He's like, <laughs> was like, Jamal, if you don't make it in tomorrow. I was like, nah, listen. <laughs> I ain't Mom, coming back, oh God, man. Like, thank you though. Like, cause there was good people up at yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, thank you though, but it's over with, bro. Like, it's done. So I ended up moving to DC, and uh, I was up there for like not long, four five months, really, maybe four months. Yeah. And then uh, once the once the season had started, I ain't had nothing to do. For real, you know what I'm saying? So. Told my man, I was like, man, I'm about to move to Cali. Like, uh, I had my homeboy Jamal Akakpo, who uh, I just directed my first film with, mm-hmm. uh, like about a week ago. Homeboy Jamal is a dude who I met while I was training in Kansas. Uh, and me and him been like day one since he was hooping. So uh, he, so he been in in uh, film. He always wanted to be an actor. He was a hooper in college, but like acting was always like he was like, I don't really care about the league. I'm trying to be an actor. Like that was his mm-hmm. thing. But he liked hooping, you know. So me and him linked, and he was always acting. I ain't, but uh. But we like the same things, right? Like he don't drink, he don't smoke. I, I mean, I don't. But we was cool because I had a DD every time I went out. <laughs> I was like, I get it in for both of us. Yeah. Uh, so and we just, you know, but we both was, you know, go out bucking at females, and it was, we just linked, we just vibe. So we and him been tight since then. And then he hit me, and we was writing scripts over the phone, like four, five hours a night, just on the phone writing scripts. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, man, you might as well just come out here. Like, he's like, sleep on the couch. And mind you, I'm in DC living good. Like, yeah, man, I'm living good. So. He was getting that training money yeah, too. I'm, I'm so living good. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I uh, uh, drove drove my uh, car back down to Augusta, parked it at my, my people crib, packed packed like two bags. I moved to LA, and I was in um, I was in like August. But I was back and forth a little bit, but like I'm I'm there now. But like, yeah, moved to LA. No uh no real when I first got to LA it was like the first three months, I still had a, a crazy sack. So I was out there living good. Like we was part basically I moved to LA the first three months I was partying, like going crazy. Um <laughs> once the money slowed up, shit started getting a little real. Yeah, life uh, started hitting. You know what I'm saying? Shit started getting a little real. And uh yeah, man, I just my homie was already into acting. I had already had a background in it. I was like, man, let me let me really dive into this and see what's going on. End up booking a Geico commercial, like my first like two weeks really acting, which is a big deal because you know in commercials they'll pay you like you know five or six k the day of like you do it you get five mm-hmm. or six k, but then you get paid like thirty grand over the you know for a year for the next two years. Yeah. So like you do you do a day of work and you that's sixty k basically, right? So I booked that. I booked some more shit and some more shit. And it was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? And I started enjoying the work. And then, you know, you keep meeting people and doing things. And uh, I met uh, this model, dude named Broderick Hunter. He was a face of polo. I met him at a party. I was fucked up. Lit. At a fashion, at a fashion over party. <laughs> um, oh, I know it's some Instagram goddamn. Shout out to Joe. It was Jody Joe's birthday. Actually, shout out to her. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it was some Instagram gents in there, boy. No, nah, no. Nah, it was, I mean, it was just some beautiful women in there. Beautiful women. Ooh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but I met my homie Broderick. He was in there posted with his girl. And I'm lit. You know I me. Mean? I'm talkative. So I'm just talking. I see him and his girl. And they both uh, they both dark-skinned. So I made like a dark-skinned joke. Like, oh, chocolate, you know, black love. Or something, something along the lines. Just joking with both of them. Uh, and they just both was just talking back. We ended up having a conversation. Me, him, and his girl. And I was like, I like your energy, bro. He was like, you know, he was like yeah. Tell me how you been getting into acting. He had been on Insecure and some other joints. I was like, I'm going to write you a script. I was like, I write you a script. You gonna act in it? He laughing like, yeah, go ahead, man. You know, L.A. Cause everybody, L.A. Everybody, everybody talking that shit. Yeah. So I, you know, after I passed out at the crib, woke up hungover. I hit my boy Jamal like, yo, I met this dude last night. He a uh, pretty cool dude. I was like, let's write him a script. Let's write him a, let's write him a little, little script. He was like, all right. Jamal like, all right, we ain't got shit to do. Like, let's do it. Sat down for like. 10, 12 days, banged out like an outline, got a good little script going, sent it over to him. He was like, damn, bro, this this crazy. Like, I'm in. I was like, all right. So we took another two months, tweaked the script, sent it out. Once we, once he locked in a date, because he was traveling, man, doing his modeling thing. Once he locked in a date, he was like, we shoot. So this probably happened all in a matter of three and a half, four months. Um, and that's how I came. Literally met him at a party, wrote the script. He liked the script. We had already had some money saved up for uh for a film, and we did a little GoFundMe, collected the money, and shot it over uh, five or six days. You know, and now we in the we in the process of editing it now. You know? So who's the main actor in the uh, film? A uh, dude named Broderick Hunter. Okay, Broderick Hunter. Like I said, he's been an insecure. Um, like he was a face of polo for a while. He had a modeling background, but you know, okay. he's taking. Now he's moving over to film, and he's a talented actor, man. We had a great cast, man. 
we had like a thousand plus auditions that we had to sit there and sort through. That's crazy. Nah, man. So um, it was, man, look, I'm, I'm in it. Uh, I play a dude named Red. Supposed to be the inspired by Malcolm X. Um, but not Malcolm X, but like that's it. What's the film about? So basically, we it started off as a concept because when I met Broderick, he gave me like a real political, like not not even political, but he had like a little real professional um, appearance. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to write a role around that. So we took the idea of what if Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and all these you know prominent black figures, what if they lived in today's society, right? And what if they lived in the trap? How would they get out? Or what would they do to navigate in the trap, in the hood? So that was the inspiration of each character. So basically his character was based on Martin Luther King. And what I think is, as great as, as Dr. King was, I think in today's society with social media, he'd be viewed as soft. Yeah. Right? I think he would have been more on the All Lives Matter bandwagon. Right? He wouldn't be anti-Black Lives Matter, of course, but he preached a lot of equality, right? Malcolm X said about Martin Luther King, he wants to have us sit beside the same people who've had us enslaved for the past 400 years. Yeah. Right? So, and I'm not saying that was wrong, but that's just how, I think it's how he'd be viewed. So Luther's character kind of was like, you know, with the rich folks down the street, like, let's go, let's be nice to them. Let's Always like, let's, PC. Yeah, like, not even PC, just like, really like, let's all be one big happy family. Mm-hmm. My character was based on Malcolm X. And we was roommates. Me and Luther, me and Broderick were roommates. He was his name was Luther. Mine was Red. You know Malcolm X, Detroit Red. Mm-hmm. Um, so we was roommates. That's the dynamic we created. And my character was a guy who was doing criminal things. But when I got this, when I got the bag, I put it back in the community. But I exclusively into the to the black community, black Latino community. So they conflicted because his characters was running. His characters running for office, and my character was using some of my money to help him get in office. So he wasn't as clean cut as he seemed to be, but he still was preaching that. And then we, we made it, you know, we made a little dynamic, gave him a love interest. And then we have our villain. My boy Jamal plays our kind of villain role. He plays like a black Republican where he like, he's the kind of black dude where he's like, you know, I made it out. Why can't you? Like, why y'all yeah. need help? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like I the did, videos they be having on dad, bikes of the black right, Republican. Yeah, yeah. But his dad gave him a business. Yeah. So, right, he only viewed that as a, a leg up on the competition. He just like, I did it. Why can't you do it? Like, yeah. type. So, where, I hate people like that. Too, right, bro. right. And that's how we made his character. We made his character because we had, first, we had his character straight out Uncle Tom, straight coon. <laughs> right? But you don't really meet too many just like flat out coons every day. Like, you'll, you'll meet a couple, black dudes anyway. You'll, you'll meet a couple, but you don't like, but the, 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 I did it. You, why can't you? You meet them all the time. Like, yeah, you like, do so, Like, yeah, as soon as, as soon as the dude be a manager at somewhere, that you meet that dude immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was the thing with that. Um, but yeah, so we took all those dynamics, um, and we mix it into like, what if they all lived in the same community? How would they, how would they act? How would they react? What would happen? Uh, and then we just, you know, added a little drama to it. And then that's kind of what it was. Yeah, that um having an Uncle Ruckus character that shit probably would have been funny as hell. It would have been hilarious, right? <laughs> it, it just would have been, it would have because the movie we still got some jokes in there. Like my character has a lot of he has like a comedy side and he's like yeah. A, I seen I seen you put out like, a little clip of a uh, something you did like uh, some basketball shit and it was real jokey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, that wasn't the movie though. That was yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was funny. That was a joint called Walk Ons. Man, a dude named Jay Mitchell wrote it. Yeah, and that's why I, I thought you was gonna do more so comedy movies. And nah, shit. man, look. 
I'm I'm here for whatever. But uh, that that joint was funny. He was on the concept piece. I was supposed to be a dude that was on a team just just for for the girls. I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. He was like, he was like, can you hoop? I was like, I can hoop. He's like, we need you not to. I was like, all right, cool, cool. He's like, nah, you need to be terrible. I was like, all right, we can do that. So yeah, that joint was fun too. But yeah, man, our movie gonna be crazy, man. We're gonna have a premiere, I think, uh, say late August, early September. Is when we we hoping to premiere that thing. We have a big red carpet event. Yeah, oh, I want to go to that joint. Pull up, just L.A. man, pull up. Yeah. It's gonna be a be a crazy networking event because it's gonna be invite only, so it ain't like it's just open to the public. But so hopefully we have a couple big sponsors and. Oh yeah, I'm uh, going. As soon as you give me a uh, a date, I'm, I'm booking. Yeah, well, I'm booking hopefully we'll have a hopefully we'll have a date. Um, end of, I say end of July we'll have a date, at the latest. Um, it's really we gotta edit it, and then get you know reserve the space. But it, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good networking event, man. We we gonna be friends, family, and industry people. You know, won't be nobody there that's just luggage. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, unless you bring a date that's luggage, that's gonna be there. But um, <laughs> which is most of the time. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, them boys love bringing in that extra baggage yeah, for no reason, just to hold on to them. Bring sand to the beach. That's on you. <laughs> that's on you, man. If that's your style. Right. L.A. different though. L.A. different, boy. Mm. Only so, thing. Go ahead. So, um, do you still have a passion for sports, though? Or are you yeah, all the way into the nah, film nah, industry? Nah. I mean, listen, you can, I can't, I can't even fake that. Uh, I hope one day I'm as committed to film as I was to sports at one point, and the shift is definitely coming. But like, as far as watching sports, like that ain't gonna change. I don't hoop nowhere near as like I used to. Man, I hooped it like last week, and I ain't got it like I used to, man. My roommate, he hooped, you know, a few times a week. And I be telling them like, bro, like you lucky I don't play no more because I bust your ass like for real. That's homie, you be recording. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know you seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, that gent be had me rolling. Nah, it be fun when he off. He be so off. Like it be hilarious. Uh, I had I had hooped against him like one time when I first got out of college, and I was like, I'm gonna hoop against you one on one. He was in college hooping. I was like, I ain't gonna, I, was like, I ain't gonna go to the holes at all. I'm gonna shoot all jumpers. Mm-hmm. He's like, Nah, you ain't gonna beat me, bro. He, if you don't back me down, you can't beat me. Told his ass up. <laughs> but like I ain't hooping so long, so now I really ain't. I just I'm like a def- defender rebounder. Yeah, I get it in sometimes. Like if I, yeah, if when I, you if stop I, hooping and you start getting older, it's over with. Yeah. You you the guy to get the rebounds right. and you know, still, the putbacks. I'm, luckily, I'm still athletic as hell, man. But I just ain't got my handle no more like that, so I can't do what I want to like I got used to. You still working out though? Yeah, yeah I'm still moving. I'm still moving around. I'm still strong as hell. That ain't gonna change. How often you working out? You still doing it like every day? Or? Nah, during filming, man, I've been super slacking. I probably ain't lift. This probably probably ain't lifting a month, but like once all this died down, I'll be back in there four times a week. Okay, I'll be back in there getting it in, man. So you ain't just gonna let yourself get out of shape. You nah, gonna I can't, stay in that? I can't. Man. Yeah. I'm out of shape now. Like <laughs> I'm out of shape now, but like nah, I started powerlifting for a little bit too. Cause anything yeah, to I seen some, when you was doing yeah, that too. Anything to make some bread, I was like. And that, you know, you desperate. I'm like, I'm strong. Let me. <laughs> I'm bench pressing niggas for money. I'm like, yo, let's race. Like, I yeah. race. You know, that's how I used to get them too. They see me like, I race. I'm like, yeah, let's race. Oh yeah, you wouldn't expect somebody of your size to be fast as hell. That shot me when we was young. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, this nigga kind of chubby. This nigga ain't about to be fast. What that nigga was hauling ass on that yeah, field? I, look, I was like, man, look, let's let's do it. I race for money. Man, that's how I get it, man. But yeah, man, that, that LA move, bro, it's probably been the best thing that happened just because. I mean, that's really what you got to do. Like, you got to just get out your comfort zone, too. Man, listen, because I was on a couch, bro. Like, a couch. Mm-hmm. Hot ass leather couch. 
I told you though, that cost a living over there. Just no, crazy, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's why I understand, cause like I was lucky to have a homie there already that had a spot mm-hmm. who let me stay on the couch, and I was just paying, you know, utility. Well, when I first got there, I was like I said, I was balling, so really I was in and out of hotels, uh, wasting money. But yeah, uh, yeah. When I was on that, I was lucky to have a homie that had a couch that I could sleep on, but you know, just utilities or, or yeah. You know, I tell I tell people groceries. making making moves like that and, and taking that risk is literally a risk, cause if it don't work out for you, boy, no, it's ugly. Yeah, it's ugly. Like, I can't live with that. What if? Me or neither. That, or that you fifty two. Like, whole damn, thing. I should have. I should have did this. Like, nah. Let me let me move, but I still can. And L A. A lot of L A. is being on the scene too. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a problem. My homie had my homie. He he would he know a lot of people, but he wouldn't really go out like that. Cause like he just like he'd be by himself a lot, and you know it's weird going out by yourself. Yeah. Like so. LA like to meet people you really gotta go out like go to go to the nice bars go to the clubs and just talk to people mm-hmm. that's how I met damn near everybody that, that's been influential in LA is just going out and talking like so you, you really do need something or somebody to, to sometimes just give you that nudge but like it's people I meet all the time man they just go out there off off the muscle and it's like man like you know, if I can just get that first year's rent Sometimes you might have to get that first four months. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, Oh, I know the feeling, dog. I'm, I'm taking my chances right now. I was real conservative up to this point right here. This year right here when I started this podcast shit, you got I started taking these chances, bro. The podcast. People wanted me to have a podcast so bad. You know, I be talking my shit on uh, Instagram. Yeah. That shit will be good, too, <laughs> I'm telling nah. you, bro. That shit you be saying on goddamn social media, you be pissing me off with the Rihanna shit. But first the rest of, all, of the shit. First of all, Riri. <laughs> bro, chill, bro. You really? can't, you can't, you can't talk to my shawty on my podcast. I've been bro. listen. I mean, I'm good. Like I told her, I said it just hurts that I don't miss you no more. <laughs> so I told, that's what I told her. I was like, yeah, it hurts me that I don't miss you like I should. <laughs> I seen it with Buddy talking about she in love. She get man, I'm like shorty. What him? <laughs> a couple billions with a couple billion do for you? <laughs> that's cool. Oh nah, she looked like a bag chaser though. I mean, I can't blame her. Most of them, that's what they do, dog. Like, you know, damn well, Cassie ain't like Diddy. Come on, now, this nigga Diddy, old as hell. This nigga, our parents age. Diddy had Cassie in the basement, though. I think that was her, but she just happy to be free. Cassie out here genuinely happy now. She look yeah. You seen her talking about she pregnant and shit? Yeah, she got her, yeah, she got like her white dude. happy, boy. She done got her white dude. She out here, she out here happy. She had Diddy had in the basement, wasn't cuffed. Cassie's so fine, too. <laughs> that hurt, too. I felt, like, I felt like Diddy treated her like a slave. Like, she just had to be in the house. Yeah, and like, he only wanted her out when he wanted her out just to be on his girl, arm like she girl, was like, stop, stop making music. Mm-hmm. Like, she just a pretty face now. Like, like I'm happy for her. She was just J-Lo 2.0. That's all she was. Like, what? I guess. Diddy's Diddy's. Shout out to Diddy though, man. He he up next for that billion. So I ain't gonna hate on Diddy. Nah, I can't hate on him. Listen, if I can have cash in the basement, I I do it too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you know. That nigga had a tuck dog. Nah, he had a duck. Oh. That shit crazy, bro. He's so fine. Shout out to Cassie. Yeah, you should you should jump on that podcast shit though. I ain't got that shit'll blow the fast. Thing with podcasts, bro. I think you gotta be consistent, bro. Like, you do. And at I, least I, and at least be. once every other week. Yeah, and I wouldn't be. Why is that though? Like I, I ain't gonna lie, it's not that hard. Like you literally, you and your roommate could just sit there on I, Sunday I tell and people just do all the time, it. A lot of this shit ain't hard. Like yeah, it just I know I wouldn't. I got a lot of shit going on and, and again, no no no. I don't even mean hard. I just mean like time consuming. Yeah yeah. Not even that. It's just like also I don't know what I'm gonna get up here and talk about every day. Yeah. 
That shit's hard too. You see, I got that goddamn spiral notebook. I be trying to jot shit down here and there. Because I be watching the Button Podcast. Mm -hmm. I love them niggas, but it's like they talk about hip hop though. So theirs is real exactly, and they and they in hip hop, right? Yeah, that works easy. Because the thing with podcasts is, my first thing is, why am I listening to you? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what gives you the right to tell me whatever you're telling me? Mm -hmm. Right. So, man, why should somebody listen to me? Who am I? Like, at the end of the day. I crack some jokes here and there, but like, what am I gonna come up here and passionately talk about? And I'm not a dude. I, instead of being PC, I just won't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Instead of come out here and giving somebody a bullshit opinion. You know what? I thought about that today because I was actually like, uh, when I had hit you up this morning, I was thinking about topics I was gonna talk to you uh-huh. about, and I was like, you know what? I could just freestyle this shit because you know I've yeah, known yeah, you yeah. since since middle school, yeah. and I was thinking I was like, you're actually one of the only people I I, I I've met in my life. That's still the same person since then. Because most people, you know, we get older, they start wanting to be grown-ups. Yeah, man. <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, man, listen, you hate me or love me, but I'm me. Like, yeah. Ain't nobody going to meet me and say, You got to appreciate that, bro. Look, you ain't going to meet me and say, look, I wasn't this, I wasn't that. Like, I was, I've been acting like this since last week. Bro, think about how many people you grew up with that you was just super cool with, and now they just on this super grown-up shit. Yeah, man. Look, shout out to them. And it's like, nigga, we all grown-ups. Like, yeah, <laughs> shout out to y'all, man. Look, what? Be whatever version of yourself you feel like you gotta be, but like, I was I was pretty comfortable who I was early, man. Like, that's yeah. just how it is. That's how I, I am. Ain't, too I ain't sugar. I ain't never sugarcoat nothing. You know, I'm a clown. Everybody, like, yeah. that's just what it is. Like, it ain't. I'm me. Like, some people gonna love it. Some people gonna hate it. You gonna feel some type of way, but it's whatever you getting is genuine. Like, that's what it is. And that's people, all I can get. People, people hate genuine people that know who they are because they don't know who they are. Right. They're threatened by this shit. <laughs> be like that. I ain't look. I ain't hit up peace everybody. Make everybody happy. And go crazy trying to do that. Too. But nah. So I could see. I could see you having a podcast that's more so like entertainer. But I feel you on the thing about like like what 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 genre would it fall under or what subject exactly, would you man. talk about? I feel exactly. you on that. I ain't, I ain't think of that. But you know, a lot of people. They got horrible attention spans, so they they just want to be entertained. And if and, you make them laugh the for an hour, they love that shit. Nah, you do, man. But like, I've never been a like. I can't plan my jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people, people, oh, man, uh, you should do stand up. You should. I'm like, man, I ain't that kind of like. Nah. Yeah. I ain't me. You gotta like, be. Dog, you gotta have a different kind of mind to be a, a comedian. I ain't got it. I'm a tough <laughs> dude, but I ain't got that in me. Like that stand up life. Nah. And then you, if you're nervous, the crowd can feel it. Uh huh. Like. Bro, I told I told uh, KT he need to be a, a, a Instagram comedian. Hey, look, I'm telling you, man, I, I I laughed at all these Instagram models, quote unquote, Instagram comedians. Oh, I, was, I did too. They getting that check? What? That's why when you said Fashion Nova, I instantly thought about oh yeah, getting Instagram that check. Yeah, because that check. Fashion Nova give everybody from I Instagram. Was, I was check. Wanting, I was wanting to do screaming Instagram models out a real career. <laughs> I had a, I got a shorty who remained nameless, not my shorty, but like a, a friend. Yeah. Who remained nameless, and you know, she showed me a couple check checks, <laughs> check checks. You change your mind? Check checks. <laughs> couple shorts, like yeah, I get like you know seven hundred dollars a post. Excuse a post, me? just a post. Excuse me, bro. How much did they give? Um, what the fuck was that I was watching? Oh, the Fire Festival uh, documentary. You seen that shit? I, I yeah, bro. I forgot how much money it was, but they gave uh one of them Kardashians. They gave her like. Bro, like almost a million dollars just nah. to just to make the post and change her display picture to that orange shit. Bro, that's the social media thing is real. Yeah. Like I said, like 
it's, it's so real that you don't need commercials no more. Mm-hmm. You, that's you remember what, you had to pay dog, for commercials. I shoot commercials now. Yeah. And that's what I've been telling I, people. I film stuff too. It's like you don't need mm-hmm. you don't need like if you need a commercial, you need a commercial for social media. Yeah. Not for TV. Like it's for social that's media. That's what I sell people on too, especially like artists and you know, people that have small businesses. I'll be like, Hey bro, don't waste any of your marketing dollars doing any of that bullshit. <laughs> um, make bro. you make you something that you think is shareable and post that shit on your that's social shit. media. Worst case, if I had to put a commercial outside of social media, I put it on YouTube. And that's still a form of social media now too. Yeah. But like I don't need my my my, my commercial on ABC. I mean if it does, great, but I'm not paying for that. Yeah. That's what I say too. Like even as far as music, like you don't you don't necessarily have to uh, go to all these radio stations anymore. You no. can go hit like a podcast, bro, no. and that's it. Oh, you just need the right person to share that shit on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't need like it's that simple. Make a quality song. I had uh man, you know most of the music we using for our film is random, random people off the IG. Yeah, like, so I, you ain't have to pay. Pay too much money into um, no real man. I just DM and I was DMing people like, look, like I got a movie coming out. We gonna send this to every film festival we can, you know, everywhere. And look, if you got some music, we'll we'll play it. We ain't got no bag for you, but you know, we'll give you your credits. You'll get the exposure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people. What was the response of you again? I mean, a lot of people was with it. Like you know, a lot of people reached out to me too. Um, But shout out to Naeem, the artist man, dude from North Carolina. His album Black Men Don't Cheat. It's a it's a funny name, but the album is crazy. It's a, <laughs> this album is crazy. Like, I think Charlamagne and Lil Duval just dropped Black Men Don't They did, but he dropped his joint. I want to say last year. Okay. And it was a whole album. Um, the album is crazy. Check, that out. check it out. It's called Black Men Don't Cheat. The album is crazy. Um, and we use like three or four of his songs on our film. Um, because they fit like, and it's an R and B. It's an R and B joint, but like, it's he got it. Oh, how'd you get that spot on uh, Mozzie's video? I'm glad I just thought of that. Oh, man. Again, bro, just timing. Yeah. Dude um, basically came up to me and was like, hey, you want to be in a music video? He was like, we'll pay you. I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you meet him at? Uh, out, just out and about. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do it. For the people listening that, that don't know who Mozzie is, he's an artist out of uh, Oakland, right? Yeah, uh, Sacramento, I believe. Yeah, Sacramento. And Mozzie, I mind you. I didn't know it was Mozzie when I took when I said yeah because I was one up talk op one up talk is one of my favorite albums like I love that album like that's my that's every damn track is on my jump playlist yeah so you know, I got that call he's like yeah you know who Mozzie is I'm like hell yeah I know who Mozzie is he's like it's one of his songs and I'm like oh shit it was like yeah we're gonna follow you around this Bentley and uh, we're gonna kill you at the end I was like all right they had you looking evil as hell in that bit too yeah I, I was in that chilling man I was like I take it cut the check I'm here. <laughs> But that's the thing though with the acting, you gotta do a lot of just like shitty shit for free. Yeah. Like I've been on set for like 12, 13 hours for like twenty dollars. For real? It ain't about the like it ain't about the money. You gotta get the exp- you gotta show people what you got. Like that's crazy too because I had a conversation with somebody recently about pro bono work and because they was telling me they were like they were like damn Slim you do all these interviews and podcasts for free. I was like I'm gonna keep it real. I don't do all of them for free. But I'm not gonna tell you which ones I, yeah, <laughs> I don't do it's free. Like, but you have to have it so you got content so people got know you got to, it. Man, it's like I man, look. You you getting paid for roles and acting like early, it's it's a blessing. Like you gotta mm-hmm. just literally I submitted to everything, like ten dollars, twenty dollars. My thing at first was like feed me. I mean, I can't demand no check now, still, but like you know what I mean? I'm still working for like a hundred dollars a film if, yeah. if if it's the right script. 
Because all you, you got to show what you got. You got to show people you got depth. Because people see me, I'm going to be typecast on yeah, top. Yeah, you got to have that catalog. I'm out. So, which is fine with me, too. Like, typecast me. Just cut the check. Um, so, you got to show. I what got type is that, though? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said, look at me. What you mean? Big, big black man full of tattoos. Like, we... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm either uh, athletic role. Right. I'm either gonna be a, a athlete, mm-hmm. a gang member, thug, a domestic abuser. You know what I'm saying? A mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Why well, mechanic? That shit random as hell. Yeah, Cause you know when niggas got out of jail, they were mechanic. Oh yeah, like, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So that's that's the T Hollywood thing. They had a, but now you know. But luckily, tattoos are becoming more like accessible. Like yeah. you understand that just cause you got tattoos don't mean you out here killing niggas. So. Oh yeah, when um whenever our grandparents retire and we get into those roles, yeah, it won't matter tattoos no and dreads gonna be accepted like a motherfucker. It won't right? matter no more because yeah. you know what I mean. I damn near think more people got tattoos that don't have, or it's about fifty fifty now. Yeah, more so like you know. It, now it's weird seeing someone that don't have tattoos. Yeah, you be like, wow, you ain't got no tattoos, exactly. Because yeah, I ain't got tattoos. People yeah. asking that shit all the time, like, why you ain't got no tattoos? And I'd be like, man, I just when I was young, I, I all I thought about was stupid shit. And I'm glad I ain't I ain't pulled a trigger on none of that dumb shit. <laughs> I, I pulled a trigger on all that dumb shit. <laughs> all of it. Nah, what's the worst tattoo you got? Worst? I don't see no crazy ones. Though. I ain't got nothing crazy on me. Um, I got like a bad arm. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't crazy. Um, nah, I ain't got nothing crazy, man. For real. Oh. I got one one on my stomach though. Where that shit hurt. I had, I got one. I got my chest, stomach, and like wrist tats like in high school. Mm-hmm. I was trying to hide them from my mom for so long, but. I was in How'd you have wrist tattoos? They was on the bottom. Uh huh. So I just, you know, if I'm like this, you can you couldn't see nothing. Oh, you just uh, wear a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, and I that was back when you used to wear the, the hooping bands. Oh yeah, like forty yeah. of them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I had a hooping bands on on both arms. Where'd you get the tattoos from? Off base? Nah, just a homie in his garage. Oh okay. So you know, um, man, my stomach tat hurt like a motherfucker. But I was walking. I forgot what happened. I think I had a tank top on or something. I forgot one day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, there goes that. What'd she say? She was hot, but it was like the first time I got was a letter to her just like saying sorry, basically, for being a bad kid. So she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then once she was like, cool on that, I took off. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I was like 16 at the time. Damn. That's young as hell, dog. Nah, I took off. Took off. See, that was the only problem I had, dog, is I ain't I ain't want to get no tattoo because it's like, it's some it's some life shit. And when yeah. I was 16, I was dumb as hell, dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that, but the ones I got, I'm feeling. Letter to my mom. Yeah, it aged well, though. King of Beast on now. my stomach, which I'm still cool with. Uh, North Carolina on the wrist. Like, yeah, nigga, it's still... Yeah. Still good. And the rest of them I got in college. But I ain't got a tat in like 12 years. Mm. Like it's been a good little minute. Not 10 years. It's been a good little minute since I got a tattoo. I ain't even thought about it. I got to get one for my daughter. Uh, just because, I mean, I got all the rest you of You got shit. space? Yeah, I mean, I got some space somewhere. I'll find it. <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah, man, the tat thing. I only got one tat because, like I said, my homie had a tattoo in high school. My Samoa homie, Jake. And I was like, man, I need a tat. How you get a tag? You 16? Oh, yeah. I seen you post pictures with him. What yeah, y'all yeah. call yourself? Y'all was a 200 uh, club yeah, or something? Yeah, you know, man. 200. We still. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to 200, too. <laughs> Shout out there holding it strong. Nah, what is the 200 club? I don't even talk about that on there, man. We good. Oh, I thought, it, just, I thought it was just y'all weighed 200 pounds. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just 
was two hundred. I was like, oh, these niggas happy. They weigh two hundred pounds, ain't it? Nah, I mean, I was two hundred stepping in, stepping out the gate. Yeah. Nah, I don't. Th- I think two people in the two hundred. Uh, my crew was two hundred. Nah, man, it was just a it was a way of life back then. Yeah. Young, young boys being young, having a good time. Shout out to my boy Kevin. Germany, Germany was an interesting place. Though. That base was small as hell. Germany, I was wow. just telling somebody today, you know, that's a refugee camp now. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't shut that down. I, I told mm-hmm. people, I was like, Germany make you grow up fast, though, didn't it? What? <laughs> it make you, bro. I remember. I think you, it make you grow up what fast. Happened? Boy. I forgot what it was. I had a I had a sleepover and goddamn, you was at the sleepover. And you was like, uh, no. Okay, so we stayed on base, and on base we had I think it was called AFM. We had two channels. Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, 12 channels. Now you and, have a lot. And Womble came in there. He was like, boy, y'all know they got porn at the channels at the end. It's like 70-something. Go find them. <laughs> You're going to have to struggle to watch them shits, but you can, like, you can just listen real close. You know somebody fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know somebody in there. Yeah. Like, boy, Journey made you go up fast. What? Them bitches were hot as hell, too, boy. Man. They was hot, boy. I tell people that. Like, my homeboys be like, boy, you were fucking early, boy. I was like, boy, if y'all live where we stayed at, boy, that shit was crazy, bro. Man, look. I was like, you could fall into it. I'm what? like, seventh grade. Bruh, like, I was in elementary school. These bitches was chasing me home from school, goddamn begging me to fuck, bro. I'll never forget. I think I was in, in fifth grade, bro. And they came up They came up with, uh, what the fuck they called it? Uh, frigid. They was like, yeah, that's the frigid boy. Yeah, they yeah, kept calling man. me the frigid boy. I kept coming to school. They were like, that's the frigid boy. Because I was like, man, I ain't really trying to fuck these bitches like that, man. Them bitches were like, yeah, you frigid. You don't be trying to fucking shit. Nah, listen, the thing was, them bitches was a little intimidating. They talking about fucking. And you like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Shorty. Yeah. Like, Baby, I just learned how to put on a condom like last week. What? You talking about fucking? Bro, oh, man. Oh, fuck it, I'll say it. Bro, I remember me and you was in um we was in class one day, bro, and it was this girl. I ain't gonna say her name. I'll tell you, I'll tell you when we get off the uh-huh. off the mics. But we was in class and uh I think she came up to you first and she said something and you just looked like, what the fuck? Then she walked up to me and I said, huh? And she was like, Oh yeah, I wanna suck your dick. And I said, shit. This is in computer lab? Uh nah, we was in we was in um it wasn't science. I remember we had that science class together, Mr. Crawford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we had it was no, we was in language arts. We had a language arts class together too. It was lang nah, it wasn't language arts. It was that science class. It was a science class. So she went under desk and she went to me first, and then she went to you. I was like, what a bit freaky as hell, boy. <laughs> it's like I caught so many bodies. <laughs> oh, it was another girl in that class too. She was like, she said, she wrote you a letter and was like, come to the bathroom or something. I was like, bro, I think we had like six of them gents in that class, bro. Ah, man, listen, it's unbelievable. I remember freshman year in Germany, like I went crazy, <laughs> like cool, bro. Crazy. I can only imagine I think how I got, they was acting in seventh grade. I, think I, I got, can only imagine ninth grade. And I hit some, I hit some shorties in ninth grade, some seniors that. Had the older niggas hating a little bit too. Man, this young. I think I had. Like, Ain't that crazy how they used to be acting though, bro? That she. Used to I be had crazy, to beat up so bro. many older kids in Germany, bro. <laughs> like so many. I was beating up grown men, bro. Yeah. Nothing. Y'all fighting that eighth grader and losing at that. Like, bro, on, they was bro. they was doing that when we was in like sixth this grade. The, bro. This the bad part when the R. Kelly shit came out. I said that. I was like, I remember fighting grown men over high school women. Bro, I kid you not. When I seen that R. Kelly shit, I thought the same thing. Like, bro, I remember, remember we had that bridge from, from the middle school to the high school? Yes, bro. Them niggas used to be walking On over that bridge, bridge like, going to get no, them little girls. Like, bro, like, I remember fighting grown men over high school shorties. <laughs> like, I remember it. 
And then like we get caught, like what y'all fighting about? And you know, I'm just looking like, tell them, like, tell them, tell them who we fighting over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't your daughter, nigga. Like, you, I'm, I'm 15. Like, luckily I was big, so I could hold my own. But like, yeah, like, bro, like y'all, y'all little pedophiles. Bro, they were for real. Like for all real, them old bro. niggas. I'm like, y'all fighting me over high school. These old niggas going across the bridge, and these these be niggas in the army and everything, bro. Going messing with these girls. That's what I'm saying, like, bro. And mind, you, I'm like the army chicks, solid. Like, what y'all doing? Like, yeah, especially out there. You, shout out to uh, some of your army chicks from me in high school too. Like, like, <laughs> appreciate that. Hold that down. Appreciate that. But, For real. Like, nah, man, it was bad. Like that shit was terrible. Like I said, man, it's hard to compete. Like, I had little shorties I was crushing on. Because even in Arizona, I had little shorties I'm crushing on. Like, oh, yeah, she got it. Like, she nice. Mm-hmm. Nigga pull up in a navigator. I can't compete. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got to go to practice. Like, damn. Like, I'll see you in, see you in, in algebra, bro, baby. that's how it was when I moved here, bro. I had a couple little chicks that were straight, bro. But the older homies, bro, they picking them up from school and cutlasses can't, and shit. You can't compete. Yeah, I'm just like, bitch, I ain't got no cutlass. I'm like, you know damn, who got to escalate in the student parking lot? <laughs> Shit, I'm, about, I'm on the bus. I'm catch you, baby. Yeah, I can't compete. Like, wait, like you know, he off work. Yeah, I got bedtime. I got curfew. You sad? You like, man? When you know, when y'all get done kicking, it just call me tonight. Right, I'm, gonna I'm, be a, at, I'm gonna be at my parents. You gotta house. act like you gotta act like you ain't see it the next day in science. You back <laughs> cracking your little jokes. You hurt though. You sick. <laughs> knowing knowing when she go home, bro. That's why when I got older, I ain't never do that shit, bro. Man, for what? I never understood it. For what? I barely can talk to a chick that's 21 now, bro. Man, I ain't bro, even 30. Like It's but. crazy. Though. I said I was going to stop talking about my homeboys, so I ain't going to bring it up. But I'll just say I got some homeboys. They love them little 21-year-old girls. And I'm like, what you talking bro, about? Headache, she ain't bro. never paid a power bill in her life. That's a headache, She bro. does not get what we got going on, bro. I ain't got time, man. Like, I get it, right? They're 21. They're young. They, they, they young, cute. They cute. And, and, bro, that's what I told him. I said, I said, dog, at 21, of course they cute. I said, wait till Shawty been drinking for four years straight, and she turned twenty five. Like, like who who wasn't bad at twenty one? Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But I, I mean, like I said, you know, I ain't like, like I wouldn't knock one off, but like I can't. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, you can't you can't flex like. Nah, that. I ain't like, never gonna you know flex like that. But like, cuffing, you got to be different. Yeah, you, you got to be real, real different. different. Like it just it, what we gonna talk about? Like you ain't, you know what I mean? Bruh, and I'm not trying to. What act do like, you think they talk to them about though? It depends on who you are. And I'm not going to act like I'm- I'm a, talking about just like the average one. I, I don't know. Like, you know, anytime I see- What's going on in media? If it's, if it's beyond just trying to trying to rip, like if it's beyond just cutting, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I don't know. Probably the same shit we was just talking about earlier, Fashion Nova, yeah. P. Diddy. Yeah, but after Bad Girls Club conversation go, I don't even want to talk about that shit in the first place. Ain't like, it? <laughs> so once that conversation go, like what's next? But it's been a few- uh, I think the youngest shorty I really talked to seriously. I think she was 22, but I was 26 at the time. And as you get older, that shit don't matter. It's like I'm, you know, 21, 29. Like when she's 30 and I'm 39 or 49 or 50. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna be like, all right. But like right and, now. And then it all depends. Like if she's 22 and you 26, let's say you finish college at 24, you still like. You know, right. It's just like I just need you to go through some shit, baby. Like let me see how you yeah. gonna look. You ain't even really been stressed yet. Let me see uh, how you look after this. Stress. How you gonna handle this little adversity? Right. Yeah. Let me let me see what you are doing after that. It's just like we ain't got no no conversation. Mm-hmm. You ain't been nowhere. You ain't done shit yet. I can't I can't deal with that shit neither, dog. It's a headache, bro. Yeah, my homeboy, yeah. my homeboy. I'm thinking about dog, the little 21 year old. He was messing with boy. He went through it with Shawty, bro. Yeah, I ain't doing that. You ain't about to have me stressing you 21. What? 
hitting yeah, hitting them in the face, doing can't, all kind nah, of crazy. You can't shit. you can't rent a car. Luckily, I ain't never I ain't really had no female ever try me like that. Thank God. But like, mm-hmm. you can't even rent a car. What are we gonna do? <laughs> we can't even go on vacation. Right, what are we talking about? We can't get in twenty five and up resorts. You can't even get on the jet skis when we go nah, to Miami. Right, baby. Right. I gotta legally <laughs> put you up there. Like uh, uh-huh. I'm cold, man. I'm People cold. don't even know the small shit, dog. You can't even ride the jet skis if you ain't twenty five. It's just it's just a headache, man. I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah. That's it. No, re- when you I start reaching like 30 years old, bro, you really just want to goddamn, you got to chill a little bit. And like when a girl 21, bro, she don't give a fuck. She ready to party 24-7. I can't, and I can't compete. <laughs> I can't compete. I'm not about to go out here popping bottles every night no more. Like you missed that wave, sure. Bro, how many days in a row can you go partying though? Now? Mm-hmm. I can do three now. Three. If I'm in the right situation, man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Like if I'm in Vegas, Miami, I can go through. I can get through. I just, I just came from Mexico, bro. I was out there in Mexico. I was getting drunk every day, dog. When I got back here, I was sick as hell. Oh yeah, I couldn't even touch no liquor. Nah, that's how it be. It's worth it though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I went to Mexico. I had had fun for them five days. No, no, yeah, yeah. Out the country, I can get five in. Out the country, I might get two weeks in. Out the country. Yeah, I'll thug it out. But like, just at the crib, two. <laughs> two. That's it. I got two in me. Two, two good ones are like like I, I a good two. one in a. In I can get, a, in I can a get two. Zone. It gotta be. It gotta be the right situation. It gotta be some elite work there. It gotta be some elite shortage there. And it gotta be. I gotta have a couple homies there. I can't because my man Maul don't drink. The only dude yeah. I really fuck with. Uh, he don't really drink. What happened? I met my homie Reed out in L.A. Yeah, homie Reed. He used to play football too. He a trainer. He a lot like in New York dude. And we we another dude I just met and we just vibe. My boy Reed, he I think we the same age, but like oh, he might be a year older, year younger. But either way, that nigga can party, man. That nigga's like, I'm gonna turn you up, bro. I'm so he he's the kind of homie I was getting all these like fashion over parties and all this shit in. Mm-hmm. And when I say this nigga boy, it ain't even that he can drink more than me. But after we drink, his recovery time is impeccable. Like I mean, this bitch dead. It's like 10 a.m. He's like, bro, let's hit the gym. Like, nigga, what? Yeah, he's like, come on, bro, stairmaster. I like, never, I never understood how them you, boys do that neither, dog. I'm like, bro, how old are you, bro? I'm like, you a grown ass man acting like this? Go to sleep. He like, let's hit the stairmaster. I'm like, I'm like, Reed, bro, I, I ain't got it. Yeah, I can't, I can't recover, dog. Like, Nowadays, dog, if I, I go like, in all weekend, bro, I got to have Monday. No, no, I got to chill Monday, bro. I can't, I can't go do shit on Monday. Got to. But now I go out now, and I just won't drink. See, I can't do that neither. Nah, I thought I could. If I go out, I'm drinking, bro. I thought I could, but now I go out. I can go out now and legitimately have one drink all night. Like I'll be good. Really, See, I just be need something in my hand. Yeah. Anything got be alcohol. I just need something in yeah, my hand. Yeah, I'll be all right. Cause I, don't I know what you mean, but I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes, like I start feeling a little social anxiety, and I'll be like, man, I just gotta have a couple drinks. Though. See, but, I'm, I'm I'm good now. Like I just be, I be I'm good now. Like, yeah. I'm cool. Last I, night though, like this how I know I'm starting to grow up. Last night I was watching the game. Bro, I drank one beer and was chilling and went home and went to sleep like yeah, an old man. I've never been a beer drinker, thank God. Oh, yeah. See, I can't I can't drink a lot of beer because I drink liquor, dog. I can't drink no, a no, lot no, of brown, beer. brown, baby. I drink brown. Yeah. See, but I drink yeah. tequila now. See, I, 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 pulled off, I pulled off alcohol for After the DUI, I, I pulled up for a good while. Like, for real? Because it basically fucked my life up. Like, I mean, so I pulled off liquor for Was it like a fluke DUI or you was just Super fluke. Oh, it was fluky? I got pulled over in my driveway. You said you pulled up in your driveway. I pulled. I got pulled over in my driveway. No, but I was parked, bro. So how it happened? The lights was on, but I turned in. So I'm like, I'm gonna just walk to the walk to the crib. Like I'm here. Motherfucker, how did that car done? Get back in the vehicle, hammer's gun. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 and 
Hey, yes, sir. Damn. Hey, I was in my driveway, bro. I keys out and parked. So once that popped off, it was pretty much done deal. Damn, you ain't try to fight it though. You was already out the car. Yeah. Look, I ain't getting killed. For, I ain't getting killed for. No, nah, I'm talking about in court. I mean, in court, it wasn't a DUI. So technically, I never got a DUI. Okay. Technically, but like at the same time, the football didn't care about that shit. What popped up on ESPN is Jamal Wamba DUI. And that's, it's just like if you get charged with rape, you know, obviously, it's something extreme, and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. That accusation is enough to yeah. to ruin whatever you had, right? Like, you know, your sponsor's getting dropped. So after the fact, they ain't going to care that you ain't do it, right? All they see is, and you may not even know what happened at the end. You just saw, like, damn, oh boy got charged with, with X, Y, and Z, yeah. you know? So so what happened at court? Um, nothing. I just plead down to a reckless driver. And so that's when I thought when it got pleaded down, I went back to the, my, my coach and he was like, I was like, yo, I got a reckless job in my DUI. Let me see if I can get back on the squad. But he wasn't having it. I ain't really, like, NIU, when I transferred, I ain't really have a good time there at all. My, that's, that's Chicago, though. Yeah. I would expect you to have a good time, no? Nah, like, my teammates was dope. The, the people in my team, crazy. And we was nice. We was winning games. But it was like, coaches, you know. Our attitudes didn't mesh. I, you know, wasn't in the right mindset either. So I wasn't making it no better. What was it about the coaches, though? It was that, uh, it was the Carolina, I had the Carolina mentality still. It wasn't the coaches personally. Were you still trying to go to the league when you got there? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) I was trying to go to the league straight out of junior college. Yeah. Um, But like, so at Carolina, it was like, just come out here and ball. Like, you ain't worried about nothing else. Just come ball. Don't don't miss no meetings. Don't miss no workouts and ball out. That was Mm -hmm. NIU was like a lot of by the book shit, you know, a lot of you got to do X, Y, and Z, and then you got to do this, and you got to go to class, and nothing wrong. They weren't telling me nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying? But I was already conditioned to like, bro, if I'm balling, like, what what we we tripping on? So they had all this like, uh, they had all these different types of rules and doing all these types of stuff, which was the right thing to do. Now, hindsight, at the time, I'm like, you know what I mean? These lame-ass dudes, like, you know, why, why I need to go to class if I'm out here doing what I need to do? Mm-hmm. And then, so, I wasn't doing what I need to do off the field. And Carolina, if I'm eligible at the time, they're like, stay eligible and, and ball. Like, you you good, right? Don't fail no classes, you know. Um, and I wasn't a dumb dude, so I could pull up, you know, go to one class a week and still get a B or C. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see the point. Like, why am I going to class? Like, for what? If I do all my homework and take my tests, why do I need to go to class? Was you doing your own homework? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, homework was it, it wasn't no problem. I mean, now listen, I had a lot of shorties though. Shout out to y'all, by the way. I, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect y'all, man. Shout out to y'all because a couple of y'all did some whole classes for me, just out the love. Thank you. <laughs> for the most part, I was doing my own homework, like unless it was some shit. If I didn't do my homework, it was because I didn't feel like it. Yeah. Right. It wasn't because I couldn't. It was just like, man, look, shorty. We in class together, like, knock the shit out for me. I got you. Like, I don't know. I'm going to do something for you. Whatever that may be. Uh, shout out to y'all again. <laughs> you got to appreciate that class. shit, ain't it? Listen, shout out to y'all. History class. Thank you, criminology. Thank you. Man, I got a homeboy and uh, uh, his whole, dog, his old lady, she uh damn near take half his class. I'm like, dog, you so lucky, bro. No, no. Because I went through it at school, boy. I hate it. Class so much. I love school and hated class. Mm. Hated class, man. It's like 
I just I don't like papers, dog. I'm not fucking with no. I papers. just ain't like busy work. Like, and no, I was a business major, and I still had to write an ass of papers, dog. Yeah, I'm like, bro, let me go do this math and go home. Right, bro. T- test me and move on. Yeah, that was my thing. Like, test me and move on, man. Mm-hmm. I just like it, but really, if I just went to class, I'd have been decent. But I just wasn't going. Like, I literally wouldn't go to class. You were sleeping in and shit. And when I wake up, cause like, so what happened is, <coughs> if you miss class at Carolina, you get a punishment workout. The thing is, any punishment you got, coach wouldn't like carry that shit over to practice, mm-hmm. right? So if you got a punishment and you miss class, whatever reps you had to practice was still your reps. You just got to do all this extra shit outside of practice. NIU was like, you missed class. Are oh, we taking away your carries? Like, you know, not your reps. Oh, shit. That's just how it was. So at Carolina, I had something called a beatdown workout. And the beatdown is basically you get up at 5 a.m. and you basically get on the Stairmaster full tilt for an hour straight, no break. Like, getting it in. <laughs> so, low-key, I, I had one of them motherfuckers, like, every day for, like, two months. Nigga, Cass was big as hell, I was, boy. I was, they, they turned me to a goddamn animal. <laughs> Some monster. But what happened is, the beatdown be so crucial, I just go back home and go to sleep. So, that's yeah. why I had one every day. Because, like, I'm like, yo, y'all get me up at 5, and now y'all want me to go to class? And the problem was this. It wasn't like I work out at 5, I finish the beatdown, I got to go straight to class. I have, like, an hour break in between. After every after shower, after I eat, I got like an hour, hour and a half left before class. I'm out. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. It's over with. I'm asleep. I wake up for practice. So I wake up for my next workout. Cause the beatdown wasn't your real workout. It was just your punishment. So I had another workout like two, three. I go lift. So you'll go to the beatdown, skip class, go Work. straight to practice, get yeah. ready for beatdown in the morning. Yeah, basically. That nigga whole life was sports, boy. It was great. All man. throughout college. It was great. And then I went to that spring, and, and going into that spring, where I had to do all that is when I just, like, turned up the craziest. So, like, ESPN was like, I'm a preseason All-American, all kinds of crazy shit. Like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But I broke my wrist the third game. Uh, so, I got that's what meant. And when I broke my wrist, I really wasn't doing shit. How you did that? Fail. Literally, bro. Fluke shit again. Fail, bro. That's what I said watching that. Open I know you seen off. the finals last night, dog. <sighs> Man, bro, them man, injuries, Clay. dog. Them shits, they hurt your stomach, bro. Man, Clay, Clay a G too. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. When KD went down, I felt bad for him, but I was kind of like, all right, these niggas about to lose now. Like you start getting a little happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Clay last night, I felt bad for that nigga, nah, dog. Like just, so that, bad for tough. him, bro. That's tough. The Warriors about to have two max dudes not playing. Though. I mean, because them that, niggas yeah. definitely resigning. KD, KD is not taking that option out. Nah. He's just gonna sit next year. No, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a, he gonna take his one year and, yeah, get, that, yeah, and yeah. get that 31 million and just mm-hmm. sit, collect 30 million, and then go somewhere else next year. Clay might sign a two year deal, but like, yeah, that shit's sad. They definitely they gonna make the playoffs next year, but yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay be back in March. You think so? ACL absolutely. You can bounce back from ACL now, yeah. eight, nine months. ACL and his knee, too. You can come back from ACL stronger. Look at PG. Look at Russell Westbrook. That's true. Russell Tory shit came back and won some MVPs. He so been, what you think about with KD and his Achilles? That's tough. KD going to be all right just because it's KD. And he got his game really ain't based off athleticism anyway. Yeah. But I, I said the same thing. Ain't no way KD playing next year. Even if he can oh, play. Yeah, yeah. Even at if all, they say clear all. him, he's not going to play. Nah, he's definitely going to rest that injury. Yeah. Then on top, how. Oh. That's a bad injury though. Like Achilles is the worst injury you can have, man. Yeah. It's pretty much. Dog, or a the neck thing I'm telling people, the thing I'm telling people is don't expect the same KD. 
I'm not saying it. I'm not saying he's gonna be like garbage, but don't expect the like same. Like I said, KD, the thing dog. with KD is he just so nice. Like his shit based off skills. It's mm-hmm. like if this was Braun, who is just based off athleticism a little more, it'd be you think a little it'll more be devastating. Over with? Nah, not over because Braun got skill too. But KD shit is just he's seven foot mm-hmm. with a with a bang with a flick. You know, so he gonna be fine, and he gonna take and he gonna take his time. Like he gonna miss the whole next year. Rehab, 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 and then he'll have a full off season to get back in shape. And then they're going to take his time with him in the beginning of the season. So by like – He definitely going to nurse that injury. By 2021, January, we're going to have – I think KD be back in full too. Like full, full, 30-point game too. He's going to be good. Clay will be back. ACL, it's a tough injury, but like so many people have bounced. Like Adrian Peterson towards ACL and won the MVP the next year. Like – that's true, dog. People bouncing back from the ACL now. New, new, new technology. That's, that's what I've been telling yeah. people, too. The technologies is like, crazy, ACL's not a career ender no more like that, unless you're super old already. But, like, nah. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady bounced back from a knee injury. They'll give, you, they'll give you a new ACL. Yeah. Make it strong. <laughs> make it stronger than before. Rip one out of a goddamn animal or something yeah. and put it in you. Yeah, that would be all right, not an ACL. Because you, you know they be, they, they be pumping people full of all kind of goddamn shit, too. Stem cells and everything. They can put all kind of yeah. shit in your body, dog. Especially in NBA. They ain't got no testing for real. Yeah. They can do whatever they want to. Bounce back like yeah, a motherfucker. Yeah, they'll both be cool. Golden State will be all right. They'll probably be a four or five seed. You know, something like that. Lakers. Second round and out. Oh, yeah. They'll probably be out second round. Lakers, though. I need I need my Lakers to get somebody. I say my Lakers because LeBron there. I want to be clear on that. I think I think the Lakers um will get AD for if sure. They, if they get AD, we good. Period. And I think I think Kawhi go to the Clippers. Perfect world, they get AD and Kawhi. <sighs> they ain't getting both. Perfect. I mean, it's possible. LeBron got a max. LeBron flew to Toronto already before, like you know, like, he was there like last week or something, like two weeks ago or something like that. You said he flew to Toronto. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Nah, I ain't know that. Yeah, he 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 need, he, he know about he. It's like LeBron, like yo, if I get Kawhi, but you know, it's- AD. It's a lot of rumors too because you know they saying that that uh he signed his son up for a school in Philly or something. Now he want to go check a school out in Philly for his son. Bron, yeah, no, Bron's son is already in school in LA. Yeah, yeah, Crossroads. but but they said that he went to go check a school out in Philly before that though. It's possible, bro. bro the reports be crazy as hell. I don't even like listening to rumor reports, dog. Bron, I mean, Bron in LA, man. His his kids happy. He happy. They will get AD, and then hope, Kawhi need to be their first option. They don't get him. Get Jimmy Butler. And then get a shooter. Jimmy right. Butler would be a good pickup. Get a shooter. Get a Reddick. Philly got a solid team, get too, a, bro. They, somebody leaving. You think so? They ain't keeping on either. They should stay. Because really. They got a team, boy. Like, if Toronto had no business beating them. Or the Bucks, whoever they lost. Yeah. Them. Uh, Toronto? Toronto had no business beating them. On no, paper. they beat them off that lucky-ass bounce, Kawhi. You said, was it lucky? Like, after, after what we seeing this man keep doing. I'm not going to say. He keep dropping 30. All right, all right. Nah. It ain't I gotta, like he threw a I got to go with lucky. That shot was lucky. Bro, I'm he, not saying his performance. No. I said that shot. Hey, look, man. Shoot his touch. <laughs> it ain't like I, he, mean, I mean, we could th- call it that. This is the thing. He ain't throw up no bullshit. He didn't. He like, didn't. He, he, he put pulled up a up, shot. Followed through. NMB face, fade away. He mm-hmm. got a good bounce. He did. But if that bounce would have went any other way, maybe Philly would be in the finals, bro. Maybe. Maybe not. And if Philly was in the finals, then maybe the Warriors would have won. If that with all his injuries, the Warriors wouldn't beat nobody. I don't think so. No KD, no Clay, they're not beating nobody. Just Steph wasn't playing like Steph. Steph was like oh for something in a four. Yeah, nah. They wouldn't beat nobody. I don't know what But the you hell know, Steph you lose two of them dudes, though, you know. Like yeah. I said, but that's how that's how LeBron felt when he lost Kyrie and K Love that one year. 
That's, that's what I was thinking too when I seen it. I was like Steph, see how LeBron felt that year, dog. It'd be like that. I mean, but that's sports. When Whatever. when when Love and Kyrie went out, I knew it was over for Brian. Ain't no shot. I ain't even want to watch that shit no more. He ain't had no shot. In hell. All he could do is just go out there and buy. I mean, my man had Mozgov and Della Dova. As it was. <laughs> Della Dova. I, anytime people start saying like relying on J.R. Smith, I was like, all right, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, Jr. Jr. has to uh, produce this game. When it's you hear shit like that, it's oh yeah, it's over, over, dog. Because I don't know who these niggas. Jr. is like Larry Hughes. I don't know who the hell they think JR they are. Like the greatest two K player that ever was. Yeah, because on two K he'll dunk. Oh, nigga, yeah, no, he nigga make the wide open goddamn three pointer. And Jr. got game for real too. Let me not like Jr. got game. But oh no no no, he fine. He fine. He's, uh, he, he no. from Cali, ain't he? I think Dre from New Jersey. I think. I think he's from Cali, bro. No, I, I, I don't know. But I know he was supposed to be a Tar Heel, though. Shout out to Josh Smith. He went straight to the league, though. Mm. Kobe was supposed to be a Tar Heel, too. Shout out to him. KD, too. Shout out to you. Oh, yeah. You rep uh, the Tar Heels hard, man. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> University of National Champions. Nah, you got to rep your Juco, bro. Oh, Hutch. I shout out to Hutch, man. We should have been on Last Chance U, by the way. What happened? I mean, we just the show wasn't out yet. <laughs> we, was, we was number two in the nation damn near a whole year. Yeah. Nah, nah, my, shout out to Hutch, man. My boy Pease, Meshack, Sean. You miss some college CP. days, though? Sometimes, man. I had to ask you that before we get up out of here. Sometimes. Like, I miss college football. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Juco was like jail, though. Like, Why you say that? What? <laughs> you ever seen Last Chance You? Yeah. That's real. Like, that ain't no... <laughs> that's what it is, bro. Like, Damn. except being in Mississippi, we was in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit, is, that shit real, bro. Like, when I went to Juco, they invited us out. It was a hundred and like eighty niggas at training camp, mm. and they told us only eleven of y'all gonna make the team. Damn, no bullshit. So we had like twenty six running backs. It was like one of y'all niggas gonna make it. And you was the one though out of twenty six. So what happened was we ended up having a uh, well, you had if you wasn't from Kansas, out of state, it was only eleven out of state players taken. So I was the one, and then we had a dude, Angelo Pease, who played running back and quarterback. So they took him too because he played both. He was nice at both. So me and him was kind of like, and he was a big dude too. So me and him both was at RB and he played QB. And then we had another QB they took from uh, South Carolina. He was out there. That's a competitive ass event, dog. But the, the 11 who made it? Goons. Savages. Straight straight animals. Because they was getting the 11 who made it. They all from the South. Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, everybody. And then mm. you got 11 spots. What was you thinking in that event though? Like, did it kind of bother you? Like, God damn, what if I don't make this? Shit? I got game. That's yeah, was, so I got it. You hit that shit full confidence. I got it. Yeah. Cause I knew I'm like, all right, I'm bigger than the only person I'm even looking at. Like, this might be some competition with my boy uh, Angelo, cause he was he from Georgia, he from Cairo. He uh, he was a big Angelo by like five ten, two twenty. So he was a big size and he fast too. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, he nice, like he got game. So, but even then, I'm like. So am I. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And Angelo was there the year before, too, and already made the team. So I was like, that was the only thing I was like. He was already here. He already made the team last year. So you had, and you had to deal with that. You got 11 spots, but niggas who had, was on the team last year, they got their spots, too. Mm-hmm. Right? So we already knew, like, on, but we knew four spots was going off top from defense. And then we had to do Cordero Patterson, who played for the Vikings and Patriots. Now, I'm like, I don't know. I think he had. I don't know where he at right now, but shout out to CP. He ran like a 4-2-1 the first practice. So as soon as he did that shit, and he was like 6-4. He 
as soon as he did that, that was a wrap. He made the team. So, like, day one, six spots gone. Mm. Then we had a quarterback. We knew he was going to make it. So, that's like seven spots. Then D lineman, eight spots. How many people you had quit off rip? Oh, a lot. Yep. The first day, like, really, all we did is run, conditioning. Run, 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 run. And you probably had like 60 people drop out. Send it, get their ass a bus ticket back home. <laughs> literally, literally, give them a bus ticket. That's right. crazy, dog. Literally, give them a bus ticket. And then, so by the time they we did the smart thing, though. Hey, by the time we finished, you probably had like 40 people. Practice squad, local Kansas people. And then you had your 11 out of states. And then you probably had another 15, 20 out of state people that was just helping us practice. Mm hmm. But like JUCO, you can you can get a D one scholarship by never and never play if you just go out go off and practice. Really, damn, bro. it be like that. But nah, college. I do, I mean, it, it. I just my college experience was so crazy. Just like the experiences I had and the shit I did was just so wild. So yeah, nigga. I know you showed me some wild ass videos. I was like, boy, that nigga was goddamn going crazy nah, in college. Listen, college was so crazy. Like so, I'm just. I do miss it, but like. LA's still crazy right now, too, though. <laughs> That's you what know. I say. Life's supposed to keep getting better, nah, nah, dog. You can't hold can't, on to the old it's shit. It's still, it's still good. I can't pretend like it just now it ain't the same. Like, you can't be going around showing pictures and shit now. Like, you know. <laughs> Tell you what about LA. I done so many celebs, bro. Mm-hmm. I done had so many celebs come talk to me, and I'm like, why y'all talking to me? Like, I ain't got nothing for you, Jordan. Like, but I guess they enjoy the conversation. Shout out to y'all. Y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> I've been bumping your album all week, Shorty. <laughs> Shout out to you. That nigga Wamba said he got R and B chicks, boy. Oh yeah, I got. You know, listen, I've been blessed. Um, <laughs> but you know that that was then. This is now. Shout out to my bae too. You know you're <laughs> holding in the road. <laughs> all right. she, she don't claim me. That's cool. I still claim you, bro. I know you was not still talking about Rihanna. <laughs> hey. For the people listening, this nigga just winked at me, bro. Yeah, this nigga you know. wumble crazy, bro. And I told him, don't be talking about Rihanna on this jant, dog. I told Riri, listen, you know, it could be us, but you know, I let you, <laughs> I let you have play play with your little, with your little billionaire. All, all that money can't unlame you. <laughs> no, that, that nigga hate. <laughs> that nigga mad. <laughs> That nigga hate like a motherfucker. You know when you know when you say something, all that money can't unlame you. Remember that lame ass nigga, right? Lame ass. He nigga. got a couple billion. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. If that's what you into, if that's what you into. Hey man, y'all follow goddamn Wombo at uh, uh, what's your Instagram? Yeah, ready to Womble. at Ready to Womble. Y'all check out my film coming out. Also, man, shout out to the Yay Company. Yeah. Uh, my, my my company launching. Uh, expect big news coming soon with that. Helping uh, young entrepreneurs get started in, in, in L.A. in the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah, that's your company? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are everything. You are enough. So you're helping young entrepreneurs get started on <clears throat> what they may want to do, whether it be podcasting, acting, film, uh, makeup, barbering, everything like that. We're going to help you all out with the services provided for the low, low to help out everybody uh, right now in L.A., but we consult as well nationally. Check that out. Oh, we got to touch on that real quick. Uh, where'd you come up with that from? Um, man, me and my homie, we needed a supplemental income. And my mom called, like, talked to me and my homie. And she was just kind of like, she was like, y'all should start a business. Like, and we was like, man, all right. You know, let's start a business. So between me, my mom, and my homie Jamal, we uh, 
my mom actually came up with the name. Me and my man, Ma, we knew what we wanted to do already. Mm-hmm. And then my mom came up with the name, and she's kind of been like- So it's a business consultant? It's not really consulting. It's more like a professional services company. Oh, okay, okay. Based off entertainment and health and wellness. Uh, the motto behind it is everything you need to be great is already inside you. Like, you don't need all these, you know, all these TED Talks and stuff is great, but, like, all these TED Talks are designed to do is get what's Bro, you know I've never seen TED Talks before? I don't watch them either. But, like, all these speeches and all these stuff, all they're designed to do is get what's inside of you to the forefront. They're not giving you nothing you don't have already. Correct. <clears throat> you got, like something like Gary Vee. I listen to Gary Vee every day. Right, right, right. Gary it's just not, basic shit. Gary Vee not giving you something you ain't got. He's yeah, not even claiming it's just, to. It's just basic he, like, he just. That's <clears> why I like him, though. He t- yeah, exactly. He's not claiming to. It's like what you got is already inside you, and mm-hmm. we just kind of bringing that too. So It like, just feels better to hear it outside. Yeah, yeah. So we just like, basically what we want to do is, if you're an actor or, you know, whatever you may, uh, uh, influence or anything like that, we just want to help you reach your goals uh, on that regard. So we will help you record your auditions, uh, record your commercial, help you show you how to record your music video correctly, uh, provide coaching for acting, uh, provide a space to have podcasts in, provide film studios to use your photography in. Like, you want to be a photographer, come learn here for the low, like, without breaking your box, without breaking your pocket. So, and that's just a portion of it. We got meal plans, personal training. But like we said, we're not trying to get you to look a certain way. We just want you to be healthy. And look however you want to look. Don't let anybody else determine. Yeah. Right? Look however you want to look. motivational right. shit. Look however you want to look for whatever reason. Like, people like justify their goals. Like, for what? It's all for you. It's for you. You got to justify nobody. So you all in with this entrepreneurship. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I'm with you, man. bro. I'm right there, dog. I'm I am not made my mind up this year right this here. This 9 to 5 is done, bro. Like, it's done. It's over bro, with. You bro, you kind of made me depressed when you start talking about that life. Especially, like, you know, me living in Augusta I half my life. I wasn't me, I bro. know how you felt. I, I was losing myself in that 9 to 5. Like, I wasn't me. Yeah. Like, I was, I was at, you know, I'm saying I was living with my parents at the time. And all I wanted to do was, all I wanted to do was sleep, bro. All I wanted to do was sleep. Same shit every day. Going to work, being excited about what you're going to eat for bro. lunch. I literally, the best part of my day was like, man, let me FaceTime my daughter and let me go to sleep. And that was a miserable fucking way to live. For the people that's listening, man, nine to five is a fucking dream killer. It ain't even a life worth living. Go after your passions before you be that person that's 40 years old and regret your whole entire life. look, if your passion is whatever nine to five you got, great for you. It just wasn't for me. I tell people all the time, like, there's some people that love their job, and that's fine. That's what you want. That's all yeah. you can ask for. Whether your job is 9 to 5, 8 to 4, 24 7, if you love it, pff, look, keep that's going. That's what life's about. But nah. if you hate your fucking job, don't come to me every day complaining about your goddamn job. Nah. Do something about it. Dig it out, man. <laughs> Dig it out. But yeah, man, the Yay Company, we, we launching officially end of July. Uh, look out for the post, man. If Even if you're not in LA and uh, you think about coming out to LA, we'll set something up for you. To get out there and help you acclimate and uh, just be the be the best version of yourself. But yeah, I'm gonna have his information down there, man. I appreciate y'all for listening, man. It's another episode of Sit Down with Slim. We're ready to wamble, man, and um, we out. Absolutely, man. Thank you.